Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum, a group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures, and we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain and and hopefully everybody can relate to it and, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real-life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now, you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. Cantaloupe became one of my favorite meals, man. Yeah, mine too, bro. Cantaloupe and sweet cherries. Oh, man. Cherries, man. All right, Glenn, it's on you. All right, amen. Uh, I was trying to say it a lot too, but it ain't popped up yet. But, you know, Man, last week, you know, we talked about love and we were talking about, you know, the aspects of it and so many things that we go through and everything. And the question was asked about trust. And so, you know, um, when I got this assignment, man, I, I was excited about it because it's, you know, it's a lot to it. And, you know, to sort of try to cover it all in one sitting is going to be a challenge. But, I, you know, I think it's possible and I'm going to, you know, let God have his way. But to first talk about trust, we have to define what trust is. When you look at the dictionary, the dictionary said trust is a strong belief in someone or something. Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum, a group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain and and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the world. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real-life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now, you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. Cantaloupe became one of my favorite meals, man. Yeah, mine too, bro. Cantaloupe and sweet cherries. Oh, man. Yeah. Cherries, man. All right, Glenn, it's on you. All right, amen. Uh, I was trying to say it a lot too, but it ain't popped up yet. But, you know... Man, last week, you know, we talked about love and we were talking about, you know, the aspects of it and so many things that we go through and everything. And the question was asked about trust. And so, you know, um, when I got this assignment, man, I, I was excited about it because it's, you know, it's a lot to it. And, you know, to sort of try to cover it all in one sitting is going to be a challenge. But, I, you know, I think it's possible and I'm going to, you know, let God have his way. But to first talk about trust, we have to define what trust is. 
When you look at the dictionary, the dictionary said trust is a strong belief in someone or something. And that is, is very pivotal in talking about um, going on and trying to understand what trust is. So what I did was I broke it down into four parts. The four parts is trusting in God, trusting in yourself, trusting in others, and trusting in your significant other, because those are usually the four parts that we deal with. And so, you know, when I looked at the scriptures and I started looking at the first one that comes to mind when you talk about trusting is it tells you, you know, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord and lead not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You know, that that is a lot to be said right there because you're putting your very existence into trusting God. And when he tells us that he's a trust in the Lord with all your heart, that means everything within you put aside because your total belief is reliant on who you believe God to be, because you cannot have trust without believing in something. So when he's talking about that, what God is showing us in that scripture, Proverbs 3 and 5, is that we need to be reliant solely on him, not about anybody in our surroundings. It's not about anything or anything we've heard. It's our acknowledgement of him and he will direct that path. You know, it's kind of hard because our experience teaches us one thing and the trust in God sometimes contradict what our experience is. And that's where we find ourselves in conflict. If we begin to trust God and what God is trying to do in our life and not rely on what we see, because our vision sometimes cloud what truth is. Mr. Charles says all the time, there, there are two things. That's our, our take on it and it's truth. And mm -hmm. you know, there's facts and it's the truth. What we see may be the fact, but it may not be the truth of what God is trying to bring to pass. But Amen. if we're saying, I'm not gonna trust in what I see, but I'm gonna trust in what God is doing, as Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us, we will come into the truth because the knowledge is, um, the truth is the beginning of knowledge. And so when you have faith and you're trusting in the things of God, your truths or your facts get outweighed by what God is doing. And when it comes to pass, you will see more God's hand on your life the whole time than what you would look back and see you trying to do it in your own strength. You know, I, I asked the question, how many times have you asked God for direction, but then you start doing things in your own strength and about halfway down the road, he stops you and puts you on the right road because you're telling him you trust him but then you trying to finish or solve a situation in your own strength. And he's telling you, you're not strong enough for that. If you trust me, I'm going to lead you to the right path. I might not do it as fast as you want me to, but I'm going to definitely do it. And so, you know, and that's one of the aspects of it that we, as we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, as we get in our word and we study, that trust is developed even the more because now we can see how God back in our path, the whole time has been there steering us when we didn't know how we were gonna make it through. And because we were trusting him in that situation, he was working it out. It, it gets a little hard because again, what you see may not be actually what God is doing. And, yeah. But if you trust him, the end result will work out for your good. You know, an, another part where it tells you about James says that, um, Trust in the Lord, because if you trust in the Lord, James 1 and 6, he tells you that you will find good. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God is the epitome of solidification. He is solid at all times. So when we're putting our trust in him and he, we know his word is true, 
and his word will never change. So much so that he says that I am not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. And every word that proceeds out of my mouth shall in its season accomplish that for which it was sent. We have confidence because we have tried God before and our experience in him has shown us that we can trust him because he's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a powerful word right there being trustworthy. To something to be trustworthy means you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to believe that that thing is what it says it is. When we're saying God is trustworthy, then we're trusting him to be who he says he is. When he says it in the scripture proceeding, when he says that I'm not the man, uh, the son of man that I shall lie, and that every word that proceeds out of my mouth shall accomplish that's what he was sent. We are putting our trust in him that he is telling us the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people, you know, we, we rock at that. We rock at that because we're going through hell and high water. It seems like the picture of what we want to accomplish is the very opposite of what we see. And so we're trying to figure it out and we pick it up because we're telling God, I don't know if I really trust you right here. I, I might trust you over here, but in this thing right here is so important to me. I don't know if I can trust you with my marriage that's on the rocks. I don't know if I can trust you with my health that's failing. I don't know if I can trust you where every day my eyes get darker and dimmer. And so, you know, because your situation doesn't meet up with what you see God doing. And um, I love it because it says in Proverbs 30, uh, 33 and 20, 27 and 33, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. When he says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, he said that you got to trust me when I order your steps. David tells him so plainly, he says, look, let my your word be a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. He says, I'm trusting you enough in your word that whatever you tell me to do by your word, I'm going to do it because I know it's going to lead to my good. So when we talk about trusting God, we're tra talking about trusting the truth and who he says he is so that we deem him trustworthy that when we're in situations, he'll bring us out. For instance, in Daniel chapter 3, the three Hebrew boys were uh, brought to trial. And when they were brought to trial, Nebuchadnezzar had the furnace turned up seven times hotter. So mm -hmm. hot that it killed the very people that threw the three Hebrew boys in jail. But the, the question was asked them. He said, um, do you not believe that I can um, throw you into the fire? And they told him, okay, we're not, we're, we're not careful to answer you this. The God we serve is able. And even if it don't, we know he's able. They were trusted in God regardless of the outcome. And so when they were thrown into the fire and they came out, the Bible declared that there was no fire, hurt, damage. There was no singe of hair. There wasn't even the smell of smoke. And, go ahead. And when that when God is moving, when your trust is completely in him and he moves on your situation, we can understand by our own experience and things we experience that he is trustworthy. Daniel um, thrown into a lion den because he prayed and showed his faith in God, showed his trust in God, was thrown in a lion den with a hungry lion, laid down and went to sleep amongst the lions, came the next day, found Daniel with no harm because he trusted and who he knew God was. We have to develop a relationship so deep that when we trust him, that when trouble comes, we ain't worried about the trouble. We just rejoicing in the outcome. 
And that comes from us possibly getting to know who he is and developing an intimate relationship with him. The more intimate you become with him, the more intimate he allows you access into him, the more trust you gain in him. Uh, another aspect that I began, anybody got any questions so far in the comments? When, when, when you when you saying uh, that trust, trusted in him, his ways are so contrary to our ways. I mean, your mind has to be renewed with his truth in order for me to trust in him. Because it tells me to love my neighbor and my neighbor is a strict, no, I'm not, I don't have a neighbor like this, but he's saying you got to love your neighbors and that neighbor is acting like a butthead. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, my, my natural thinking is, forget you, I ain't got time for you. Mm -hmm. But I'm supposed to love this man, or love this woman, the way God intended for me to love him. And to me, that goes against your natural thinking. Mm -hmm. If you don't like me, I don't give a hoot about you. But yet he says, hey, you got the love in spite of. That's right. And, and, that, and that's important. Because when he tells you relationships with others, God telling you, love your neighbor as yourself. Because on this hangs all the law of the prophets. And mm -hmm. when we look at the law and the prophets, it all talks about trusting God, yep. believing in who he says he is, believing in who Christ says he is, the son of man, the one that died on the cross, that, that was there, uh, died for three days, came back, went to the sit at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us daily. But he tells us in his commandments, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and that's, that's important. Like you said, when somebody's treating you bad, you got to trust God and his word that he's going to bring it to pass. Yeah. He said, do good and not evil. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I'll repay it. If you trust God, you can love that person because you know God got it. And mm -hmm. if God got it, then he's going to repay them the reward <laughs> of them towards you. You can sleep with confidence knowing there ain't nothing you got to do or say because God got it. Yes. Because your confidence is in him. Anybody Amen. else? Trusting in God, man. It is so, as, as a believer, as a Christian, it's so important that that you said build a relationship. You have to, because I'm just gonna use myself for an example. I got married in my late forties. The, the young lady I married, she was in my church all the time. Mm -hmm. But as far as me looking at her in that aspect, it never happened until I started praying for a wife. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, the Lord showed it to me and told me that's her. As a as a young as a young, I'm talking about like a teenager. I'm shaking. I'm almost out late forties. Then I'm shaking and nervous, and I just even talked to her. And I've talked to her several times before, before I even asked out on a date. But because the Lord said that was my wife, whom I married, whom I'm still married to today, eleven years. September passed, just September, 11 years. And, and listen, I don't take nothing for granted. If something not right, I pray to the Lord and I tell him, you brought this marriage together. I trust you to make it right, whatever it is. Whatever you do, it's in your hands, Lord. I do what you tell me to do. If I got to go humble myself, apologize, whatever it is, apologize, whatever it is, because I know it's in God's hands. 
Come on. And, 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 and because he gave it to me, I have to treat his daughter like she royalty. Come on. Because she is a child of God. And man, that's some of the most awesome feelings. I, I just be riding sometime and, and just think about the Lord gave it to me. And the first time I, I told her that, my stomach had a knot in so tight. <laughs> man, God is awesome. And we talking about trusting him. Listen, that's the greatest. I mean, you don't put your trust in nothing else, but that's it. God is awesome, man. God is awesome. And, and the more you talk about it, like you was talking about three Hebrew boys, man, the more I read that scripture and, and they tell the king, we're not careful to answer you. Come on now. Know this, know this, that even if you, if the Lord don't do it, we still not going to obey you because we know he's able. If he, don't, if he don't bring us out this fire, we know he's able. And, and I, that, that right in itself. I mean, look, at the Bible says, because we trust in God. He says, man, if I a wife, find a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. If you didn't trust that, you couldn't see God's favor in her. That's right. That's right. Couldn't see his favor in her. And then, you know, when you go, the more that you two grow together as a couple in him, the more he blesses, the more you trust him. And when trouble does come in the marriage, you can go directly to God together knowing that he's the fence. That's right. It's around it because you have favor with her and you have favor with God. The Bible even goes so much to say that if a man um, has ought against his wife, it hinders his prayer because you're no longer one. It's, it's broken into a two. And so when we see that, you're talking about having a, a marriage that God has put together. It's, you didn't trust what he told you that night. You want to never ask. Oh, man. And so he brought that together. You trusted him enough to know that what he said was the reality of the situation. Now it has come to pass. As Charles said, you saw truth. You saw facts, but you didn't see truth until the realization of your trust in God brought it to pass. That's right. And then, you know, that leads me to the next point. You have to trust enough in yourself to know that you heard God. Amen. Amen. I mean, a big part of trust is knowing that you yourself is trustworthy. Are you trustworthy with what God has placed on the inside of you so that when your trust meets his trust, it comes together and make change in your life? Yes, sir. A lot of us are, don't trust people because we don't trust ourselves. Mm. Because we know if put in a situation that another person's in, how we would, how we would react would be contradictory to what we believe and so we don't trust ourselves to do the right thing in a situation. And so we find ourselves separating ourselves from God and from other people because we don't have enough confidence within ourselves, confidence being translated into trust, that we miss opportunities for God to bless and for us to draw, draw significant relationships because we don't trust in us enough to do what's right and know what's right. You know, uh, I look at it and say, you know, it says um, 2 Corinthians um, 5 and 7. I, I want to turn to it. I want to show it to you because it, it was it, it spoke to me. And um, y'all forgive me. I got an eye pump in the mall and the giant print ain't big enough. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But he said, we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, that ain't how human beings do it. 
We walk by sight, not by faith. Yeah. Yes. If a thing doesn't look a certain way, we don't trust it. Mm -hmm. If you, if if God tell you, okay, I want you to go over there, and I want you to do a certain thing. I mean, just for the sake of saying it, I want you to go over to that person right there that's driving that Mercedes and sow a hundred dollars into their life. You looking at God like you crazy, especially if you drive driving a raggedy car. That man got a Mercedes. Why am I going over there to sow a hundred dollars into him? You don't know what he might have gotten into at that moment. He could have just gotten robbed and he didn't have enough money to get home. And he didn't have money to put gas in the car. He didn't have enough money to get food. He, he might have his car, but it, he might have lost his wallet at that time. Uh, or God himself might be trying to uh, get you in place to make contact with somebody that could change your life. And by you showing kindness first, by being obedient to God, put you in a place that brings you favor before King. Yes. Sometimes he tell us to do foolish things because he said, I will take the foolish things to confound the wise. Amen. But if you trust in yourself and you trust in who you are in God, when he speaks, you move, you will see a change begin to come in your life because you will get directed into the things that are good for you and turned away from the things that will do you harm. Amen. Amen. Any, any comments, any questions? Oh, oh, for what you just said, man, you're talking about I'm riding in a ragged truck and God tell me to uh, give a hundred dollars to this man in this Mercedes. In my natural mind, in my thinking, Lord, now that don't make no sense. The first thing I'm saying, devil is a lie. <laughs> but yet through that if he tells me to do that and when I do it I'm showing him that I heard him and I'm showing him I'm obedient to his will mm -hmm. it ain't saying in the Mercedes it's about me doing what he told me to do correct but to that natural the looking at it this joker here got these nice clothes on. Look at that Mercedes. That thing ain't got not one spot of dirt or nothing on it. And I'm riding my truck. Mm -hmm. You give him a hundred dollars, man. <laughs> and that's it. You know, we would balk at that. We would balk at that, but you say, well, I trust God, but I don't trust that situation. Yeah. You know, I, I, I ain't gonna fall for the okie doke devil. Like you said, devil, you a lie. <laughs> say, say you don't do it. Yeah. See? and somebody else walks up and then you read in the paper that that man was a millionaire and lost mm -hmm. his wallet and that person that blessed him he turned around and blessed uh, a hundredfold. Thank you. That's it. And the whole time God was trying to give you a blessing but you mm -hmm. were too busy looking at the natural and not yeah. trusting him in the process. Or when you go to a doctor and you get a bad report and you're seeing the weakness in your body and that's what you trust in more than God telling you you heal. Mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna be honest. I was there. I was there when I when they didn't know what was going on in my head, and, and I constantly had headaches. I was losing weight. I, I was sick all the time. I, I couldn't even hold my myself up, and I was basically waiting to die. And I was alone. I didn't tell nobody. It was just me, and 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 I, and I didn't know what to do because I didn't know what to trust in because nobody had an answer. Nobody knew what it was. The whole, it turned out to be a severe sinus infection of all things. But for a year or, or more, this went on. And every day, I mean, I'm having headaches so bad, I, I go to work, but I'm working with tears in my eyes from the light and, and loud noise. And, and, and to this day, I don't ride with the radio on 
because I couldn't even stand the sound of the radio. Mm. And, and but I didn't believe that I was being healed. My whole thought was I'm dying. Yeah. And, and I don't want to tell nobody because I don't want nobody to see me die like that. But he turned around. He, I, I came into contact because he was ordering my step. He showed me how to pray for somebody that's sick. He showed me how to be there for somebody who's inside their head and say, I don't want nobody to know. He showed me what it feels like to be so deeply depressed that you can't share it with anybody else. And, and in those things, he taught me how to minister to people who go through what I've been through how to be a witness to them so that I'll be able to show them that they're not in this thing by themselves, that there's somebody in it with them. And if they just allow God his um, opportunity by trusting in what he said, he will reveal himself in a way that will give them the glory. And, and that's what he did. So, you know, that's a part of it. The more you learn of the word of God and the more you put in you, the more you begin to trust what his word says the more you begin to trust what he says about you, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are a child of the king, that you're highly blessed, and, uh, highly blessed and highly favored, that you are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, that he, uh, you're a chosen generation, that these things begin to resonate on the inside of you that because you trust in who he says he is, and now you trust what he says about you. That was one of the most significant things that Jesus showed. He trusted so much in God that he identified himself with God. When God told him in the Old Testament who he was, he always says, I am that I am. Whenever Jesus was asked his identity in the New Testament, he says, I am the living bread. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the light. I am the light upon men. He identified himself the same way that God identified himself. When we begin to take that same trust in God and trust in Christ, and start to identify ourselves as the I am, our situations begin to change because our trust and our confidence in who we are and in God changes, yet it begins to build us and not tear us down. You know, any more comments? All right. Another aspect I saw, he said, how to trust in other people. Now, this one's hard. This one's hard because people let you down all the time. Your experience has been people letting you down. You've got in contact with people not being who and where they said they were going to be when you needed them. Not knowing what the situation is, but you've been let down. You've been hurt. You've been mistreated. You've been betrayed. So trusting other people is kind of stretching it a little bit. Because to trust you means I have to allow you to I allow, to allow myself to be vulnerable to you. And if I have to allow myself to be vulnerable to you, I don't know if you're going to take advantage of me or not. And, and that's a hard thing to reconcile. I can be to you what I say I am only to a certain point that you believe me to be that thing. If you can't be, believe me to be what I say I am, then we don't have trust. And so when we're trusting, talking about trusting in other people, it is hard to find a scripture that tells you to trust in other people. Actually, contrary, it said put not your trust in man. It tells you the very opposite. <laughs> but, but then he tells you, but when you pray, where two or three are gathered in my midst, there shall I be. So you got to trust them enough to be on the same accord with you so that you can get a prayer through. He's also said uh, only one can give, um, only two can give one. So you need two people. You got to trust in somebody else on that path and on this journey. Jesus himself had to trust his disciples enough that he called them to travel with him 
to trust them with the ministry that he was going to leave behind. But he told them that the only way that I can trust you with this is that you have to allow me to go away so that one that's after me can come and that will teach you all things. So when he looked, those disciples had to trust in each other. Even sometimes they, when they got divided against each other, they had to come back trusting each other to uh, bring forth the word. And so when you look at it and he's telling you to trust in other people, that's, that's kind of contradictory. But then he gives you all of these instances where he tells you, like, like Charles said earlier, you got to love your neighbor. You, you got to trust him to be who he says he is. You, when you pray, you got to trust that that person praying with you is praying the same thing you pray. Some people, I can be honest, don't pray the same thing you pray. But uh, the majority of people that you trust, if you trust them with a the prayer, will try to meet you at where you're praying at. Yeah. I know in confidence, I can call any one of y'all and say, I need to pray. And we praying on the same thing, on the same level about what I'm dealing with. That that, that is not really, not one person on here that I would doubt that would pray with me. Not one. It's not a person on this call that I can get off the phone say I'm dealing with something. I can make a phone call and whatever I'm dealing with going to stay between us unless I say let's bring it to the group and we're going to pray about it and we're going to and we're going to deal with it and it's going to stay between us. And, and that's what I believe. And but it takes time to develop that. It takes relationship. It takes fellowship. It takes that that word as we've been talking about it a lot lately intimacy getting to know each other on a different level loving each other regardless of what we have known our past to be and seeing a person for where they're at and taking them for who they are standing on that and then allowing that to go forth amen amen amen, amen. now hey glenn the, go ahead the the story of the three hebrews boys that's that was jumps out at me is is the unity in in their stance? Correct. The the trust level that they think about any of I can pick any two of you guys in that situation. Would we all would we all have that same trust? You know, we about to go in the fire. This ain't this ain't this ain't one of them three pallets and three licks we got at school. Hands on the desk, top top top. This is a fiery furnace. But they was all unified and in sync. It never said that any one of them deviated from their trust in the Lord. And that, what you just said, it, it kind of made me wonder about their relationship that they had because they was sync. They was in sync, one hundred percent. They was they was they was willing to do whatever because they trusted God so much. <clears throat> that just jumped out at me. And, and you know, you, you go back to uh, Daniel chapter uh, two. I think it is. Yeah, Daniel chapter two, where it was there, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and Daniel. I, I can't remember their real names right now. Meshach, as as a riot. It, it won't come to me right now. But the yeah. three and Daniel were set before the king's table. And they were given food that were consecrated to other gods. But they refused mm -hmm. to eat. And they told the eunuch that give us pulse to eat and come back and try us in 10 days. First of all, you gotta understand, they trusted in God enough not to break his commandments because they knew the outcome of breaking that commandment. Secondly, they were trustworthy enough that the eunuch, even though his life was on the line, trusted them enough to do what they said they would do. And then thirdly, 
They were so trustworthy and trusting in God that God brought it to pass that when they were tried, nobody showed to be as good and pure as they were. And they were given jobs and favor in the king's court because mm -hmm. they stayed with their trust in God. Mm -hmm. Then their trust in God was so strong that it brought the wrath of the other people. Mm -hmm. That when the devil started making noise, they were told to go to the king and told him, hey, you said to do this thing and you, you trust them, but what you told them to do, they ain't doing. And he calls them together. He gives them an opportunity. I trust y'all so much. I'm going to give you another chance because I said, whoever don't do it is going to be put to death. But I'm going to give you another chance. And when the music starts, you bow down and worship the great idol that I built. And them boy like, nah, we ain't, we ain't even, you ain't even got to do that, King. I'm be telling you right now, we ain't bowing before you. We ain't bowing before no God but our God. That's right. We ain't even careful to answer this. If you're going to throw us in the fire, throw us in the fire. After he threw them in the fire and they came out without even with the smell of smoke, he called for those people that accused them and their families. Amen. And yes. threw them into the fire because their relationship wasn't as strong as uh, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego's relationship with God. And like right. you said, you fast forward to Daniel. And he gets tried by the same bunch of idiots. You got to be crazy to keep trying to try somebody trust that God keeps showing up for all the time. Right. If every time you turn around and you see God blessing me, even though you accusing me, you might want to rethink your plan of attack. Amen. <laughs> because see, th that ain't it. Because when he's telling you to trust in other people, and every time I turn around, you're trying to stick a knife in my back, he eventually, not only is he going to expose you, he may take you out of here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Touch not my prophets, uh, my anointing, and do my prophets no harm. He says, Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. And here's the test for everybody that lives and draws life. How do you trust in your significant other? That's where we, as brothers in Christ, find issues, especially those that are married or in deep seated relationships. You know, there, there are some of us that. That's hard to do because our experiences, we've been married more than once. We have done things, I've been in situations that lets us know that you got to keep your one eye open and sleep with one eye open. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that cloud doing that's sleeping beside you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you we get that because our experience has taught us that. You know, you marry somebody and you say you're going to become one, however, what you heard was and what they was before y'all got married, that sneaking sufficient, uh, suspicion is trying to uh, show his ugly head. It's trying to cause division. And, and that's where we find the hardest thing to do is to trust somebody we say we love. And that's hard. That's hard because that is the ultimate of being vulnerable. The most vulnerable person a time a man is is with his wife. Because to her, as the Bible said, you shouldn't have no secret from. Matter of fact, if you look in uh, Genesis chapter 3, uh, uh, Genesis chapter 2, they said the wife, the, the man of the, no, chapter 3, the man and his wife were both naked before God and not ashamed. That's what it says. Then Satan came. When you are naked before each other and before God, you're showing each other that you trust each other without any reservation. That if I'm naked before you, I don't have no secrets from you. I totally trust you enough to tell you everything there is about me. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the unknown. 
and you trust me likewise. And the only person we tell is God. Mm. When you have that kind of relationship, ain't no devil in hell gonna break that up. I don't care if he come looking like Denzel Washington when he was 22 years old and all muscular. And I don't care if she come looking like Halle Berry uh, and um, Diamond all mixed up in one. You ain't letting that phase you because you know you trust that person unequivocally. Right. Now, if any inkling in you don't trust yourself in that situation, there's going to be a waiver and there's going to be a rock. But you got to have enough where for all to know that I trust them and they trust me. So I'm not going to do anything to damage now, is that reality? No. Mm. Because we are the top, sum total of our experience. And we have experienced hurt. We have experienced betrayal. We have been the ones that have inflicted hurt. We have yes. been the ones that have been having inflicted betrayal. And because of those things, and our mind comes back to them, whenever we see something that looks familiar, it begins to toil in our mind and messes with our trust toward that person we should trust without any reservation and so you know like like my brother said last week it's hard when i'm in a surrounding knowing that my wife ex is there and they got kids together and i know he's going to be there for certain events but when they have to discuss or they just say hello it made me feel some kind of way you know i've been there same same thing you sitting there and you know people you know, come in, but you got to trust her to do the right thing in that situation. She has to trust you when the, when the roles are reversed to do the right thing in that situation. And then the two of you have to come together and discuss what happened so that you and your mind is at ease and her and her mind is at ease. You know, Rick tells us all the time, his wife is his best friend. Rick, I, I hope you don't mind me using you as a, as a, uh, example. He's, he's telling me all the time, he said, people, we go out, people think we brother and sister, how we cut up and we act. That is a beautiful way to have. And they trust each other. Amen. Even when the storms come, he knows that truthfully, she's going to be in his corner. She knows the same thing as that. I, I would be crazy to think that they don't have time to where they want to have issues because there ain't no person in this life living without any issues. However, yeah. they have made an agreement that they trust each other enough that he tell you yourself, they don't go to bed angry. And if they can't work it out, they agree to tell each other they love each other before they go to sleep and then they'll work on it the next day. That is a perfect example of how we should do if we're a married couple, even if we find ourselves not being able to solve it that night. At least you know that if I don't go to sleep and I don't wake up in the morning, I left here telling you I love you. Mm -hmm. oh, that's powerful to me. And Rick, I thank you because I promise you I'm going to use that as my example. Amen. <laughs> Anybody got any comments, any questions so far? I wish I had it like that. Amen. That's good. Amen. Because I done went to bed fighting man. Hallelujah, God. Amen. We still together. Amen. Praise God. But that, that is awesome, though. That is awesome. Amen. But like the word do say, don't, don't let the sun go down in your wrath. Well, I tell you, amen. I, that's why I always got to ask for forgiveness. Amen. Because that don't happen all the time. But amen. But thank God that hasn't happened lately. I, I got in late, but that was, I was uh, talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the things that they, uh, that they went through. That was awesome there. Also, love if y'all probably discussed it already about Daniel. I mean, you got people conspiring together and what they go do if they hear you praying. 
This man go go in the room, raise the window up, and pray where people can hear him anyway. My yeah, God. My God. This man did not. You talk about having faith in God and don't let nobody shut your mouth. This man prayed by the window, knowing what they just told him to go happen. And he still went and prayed anyhow, where people can hear. My God. And whatnot. So, I mean, that that's just awesome. And we got to have that faith just like, like I said, them them three brothers went in that pit, man. And it wasn't like they were fighting to get away. And whatnot. They knew the consequences, just like Brother Glenn said. Them brothers wasn't going to bow. And that's how we got to be. We got to stand on the word of God. We got to trust God. Just like that, that type of faith what they had. They didn't go in kicking and screaming. They bound them up from head to toe and threw them right in there. They turned it up seven degrees hotter. And the men that turned it up even got burned up in it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and threw them down in there. And what did the king say? I thought it was three of them, but why do I see four? My God. <laughs> it was three of them. Why do I see four? Yeah. Man, that, that, that's just awesome. Now, God bless you. Y'all can go on. That blessed me right there. My God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once the king signed it, it can't be changed in the middle of the Persian law. It cannot be changed. So Daniel knew all that, as you were saying. He picked that fight because he knew he had a God that he trusted. He picked that fight. That guy went in the winner. He was scared. Like you said, he was bold as a lion and, and didn't care about nothing they said. Because when he went, like you said, he opened the windows up and he left him praying. So that, and Brother Glenn, you said something a few minutes ago. And, 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 and what got me was you can't let it, uh, it it's how you, I forgot how you put it, but you was talking about about the spouses and uh it, it's how you gonna trust them but are you gonna allow yourself to mess up that trust that you have once you build it are you willing to allow the enemy to use that to mess up your trust you said a different way but but uh, I'm, I'm trying to get it it but, but anyway once you build that trust up in your spouse are you willing to lose it by Holly Bear or whoever else it is? And Dan says, no, it's no. Mm -hmm. Because she's just a woman. <laughs> she, she may look good and everything. But don't forget, she was married to a baseball player, and he divorced her. So, uh, I mean, it, it, don't let the beauty fool you now. Because that don't make them perfect. Amen. The perfect one is the one that the Lord give you. And once you build that trust, don't don't let nobody tear it down. That's don't let nobody commit. I don't know what Adam was thinking about when he allowed Eve to talk to the serpent, but uh, you have to defend your wife. I don't care who she is, who she talking to. It don't matter. Hey, it you got to trust. You got to trust them to do the right thing. If that's you, right. You you married them. You marry who they are. They marry who you are. That, that's that's right. not going to change. However, you're two coming together and say, I trust you in this matter. Now, as I said, that, that is the hardest person to trust is that person that you sleep the closest to. When a woman marries a man, she trusts him to be her protector, her lover, her confidant, her provider, everything that she needs to survive in her life. And when a man marries a woman, he trusts her to be that person he can come to, that he can be vulnerable with, that he can be naked before, 
that when he lays down, if he weeps, she carries it nobody's but to her bosom and to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we trust. When that trust is broken, it is hard to get it back. Can it be regained? Yes, but it takes time. Can it be just as fulfilling as it was? Yes, but it takes time. If you keep yourself vulnerable before each other and before God, as the scripture said, naked before each other and before God, it is harder for the Satan and his imps to come in and break what you have. Now, say, say it did happen and the trust was broken. As men of God, we got to seek God for the path to help us find our way back to the security and trust of our wives. I ain't gonna speak on the women right now because they ain't on here to defend themselves. Hmm. However, when we know that it is us and we made the mistake, we have to be enough, have enough trust in us, enough trust in God and who he says he is, and then go to God in prayer and ask him for the guidance to give us the, the ability to go back to our wives and fix it. Now, one thing about a women, they trust faster than men, because believe it, if a woman breaks your trust, hell and high water can come, and she might catch hell and high water before you allow her back into that safe zone again. They trust a little bit more to us, and but we chip away at it. But when they we go to God and we get the instruction and we follow it because we're confident in who he says he is, when he says he can fix everything and we're trusting him to fix it, then it will come to pass. We just have to be careful to um, watch our actions, watch what we say and watch what we do. Because when they married us, they married us, they trusted us enough to become what we said we were. I think I told y'all before, women marry men they're in love with. Men fall in love with women they're married to. Mm -hmm. Because right. when she marries you, the fairy tale she had as a little girl of what life and what marriage should be is what she's trusting you to bring into her life. And, and unfortunately, it is exactly that, a fairy tale. Because two people, as we talked about it last week, you may start out as one and one, but a Two is crooked for a reason. And <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why they say that marriage is a roller coaster ride. Because you may start this thing separate, but by the time the twists and turns, the ups and downs, and the flips hit you, you find yourself closer together. Is it always exciting? Do you always laugh about it? Sometimes on roller coasters, people cry. But at the yeah. end of it, when they come off together and they realize they come out, that is an experience the two you can share, nobody can break. It can be a perfect stranger. By the time that roller coaster's ride is over, the two of you have an experience that nobody else can relate to because you went through it together. It's the same thing with marriage and a relationship with a spouse. Because the two of you are going through it together, other outsiders can't relate to what's going on inside your house because you're keeping it between the two of you. And you're trusting the person that's on this roller coaster ride with you to stay in the roller coaster until it's over. And if they stay in the roller coaster ride till it's over, you ain't gonna have number smiles and elation and gratification because you came through it together and you now have a bond that nobody can break. Amen. Amen. Any questions and comments? Yes, so we have to remember this married folks and single folks, fornication and adultery. When you leave your significant other, your spouse, and join yourself to another person. Everything that person has 
becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And everything you receive from them, you're going to take back to your significant other or your wife. Yeah. You have to think about all that stuff before you allow the enemy to trick you and break that trust. Because, like I said, like Brother Glenn said, once you get it, you got to keep you got to nourish it because the enemy always coming. He never sleeps. And he always coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And if that happens, trying to regain that trust, so <laughs> I won't say impossible, but that's a hard job. Uh, so we have to think about that stuff when we married folks and, and significant others. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. And you got to think about it, Robert. I mean, what you said, it, it, it happened. But then think about it. Just like the devil whispering in, in the ear of the people that accused uh, Misha, Shadrach, Abednego, and Daniel, there's some devils talking in their ears, too. There's mm-hmm. some devils talking in your ear. Man, I wouldn't take that if it were my wife. Mm-hmm. And you ain't got no wife. How you going to tell me what you would take and you ain't got no wife? You shouldn't be listening to you in the first place because you're crazy. How you going to tell me what to do in my marriage and your marriage is messed up? I, you know, it was hard for me to, marry, to, to counsel married people because I wasn't married. But God said, because of the mistakes you made and the things you did, you know what not to do. And you know the right thing to do. You can teach from that aspect. However, I would be crazy if a married couple is going through something to give my opinion outside of the word of God. That's right. right. Because if I give my opinion outside of the word of God to a married couple, I'm sowing seeds of discord. God makes me accountable for that. That's right. He is, is given the ability to counsel and teach. I must sow the word at all times. When I counsel, I counsel out the word. I don't counsel out my mind. I don't counsel out my experience. I may share my experiences with you and what I did. And if I had the opportunity to do different, what I would do if it were me. But I will not tell you what you should do because it is not my business what you should do. What I should do as a counselor, a man of God, to a married couple being single is I should tell them what the words say about marriage. Remind them of the covenant they made. Let them know that even if you have committed adultery and fornication, that you must first repent. You got to get it right with God and trust him to be the God who he says he is to forgive you. And then you got to go and ask that person that you sinned against for forgiveness. And it's in that time and this season that you get it. If you try to force your hands on it, you're going to make it worse by trying to say, well, they should get over And tell them how long and how much it hurts. So you can't tell somebody what they should or should not get over. Now, as a as a, a minister, and I'm telling married couples, I believe any situation. I honestly believe any situation in a marriage can be fixed. So much that's why I believe the Bible said God hates divorce because through for repentance, forgiveness, and restoration, God can fix it. He can turn it around. I believe that with everything in me. Now we have a choice. If we choose to allow it to happen, that, that's the choice we have if we choose to allow it to happen. There are a lot of people that are in relationships that are falling apart because they can't trust somebody they're in a relationship with because of something that happened in a relationship 25 years ago. And they're still carrying that baggage and making it difficult for the person that they're, that they're married to or dealing with because they're too busy seeing another person in that person's eyes. You can't do that because now you're in a relationship with three people and not with the two of you. And you can't be in a relationship with three people. One of you are going to get jealous and the other two are going to be victimized. 
Amen. You, you can't do it. And I'm talking to me too. I'm talking to me. There, there are times I look and I'm like, really? This just don't sound right. This don't feel right. But then I have to come. Do I trust enough? And when I make that determination, it goes out my head. Did, did she give me a reason not to trust him? Did he give me a reason not to trust him? Or is that something I'm thinking about that somebody else did? Mm. Mm. Hope you all this one time I walked through the mall, the woman had a perfume on that smelled like my ex-wife. I got mad. <laughs> don't know the woman. <laughs> all I know is I, I smelled that woman perfume. My mm. ex came to my mind and I got mad. Uh, about something that I realized I had never forgiven her for. Uh, Ain't that crazy? I mean, I'm going to and I get it's, it's, it's called design. I'm going to I smell like and got mad, angry, wow. and, and then I had to go and repent because this woman I don't know her from Adam's house cat. Ain't mm -hmm. never seen her before, and I ain't seen her since. But I'm angry at this woman for something for wearing a perfume that somebody else wore. That did me something that I'm mad about. That's crazy. But the devil did that to you. <laughs> I had laughed about it. I, mean, I thought about it the other day. I had to laugh about it. I was in the mall doing something, and I remember where I was when that happened. <laughs> you know, and I was saved. So that that says something. But you know, and, and that's what he does. He will bring an experience back through sight, sound, taste, and smell. It will take you somewhere. And your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend is totally innocent, but because it happened with that other person, you're blaming them for what went on with somebody else. And My you're God. scarred because you haven't forgiven yourself for going through it, and you haven't given the person that hurt you, so you're now putting the attributes on the other person, and you're tearing down your relationship because you're trying to get back at somebody that ain't in your life. And you ruin Amen. what God has given you. If I trust you to be in my life, then that's what I have to do. I have to take you at face value and I have to pray that for understanding, for forgiveness, for guidance, to guide not only myself, but to guide you if we're in a relationship. I mean, from a man's point of view. And, you know, it, it was, it's something because it, it makes you deal with you. Amen. Amen. Anybody got any questions or comment? Hey Amen, brother. You were saying about trust, about the spouses. This real short, because I know it's nine o'clock, dog. As we speak, like right, my wife is on her way to Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, to work and whatnot. You know, and the last thing I'm worrying about is her stopping off or doing something that she ain't got no business doing. Uh, that just, I mean, that don't bother me. I'm gonna sleep good tonight. I don't want. I mean, you talk about somebody. If she wanted to do something, she could. I don't have no tracker on her phone. I don't have no tracker on her car. I mean, she's going as we speak right now. She's going. And out of the seven days a week, I probably sleep by myself four to five times out of the week because, you know, she works at night sometimes and doing things. And the last thing on my mind is her doing something that she ain't got no business doing. So as far as trust is concerned and whatnot, I can't be with someone that's calling me every five minutes, want to know where I'm at. And I don't be bugging the heck out of my wife, want to know where she at and what she doing. And what now that's just all if you can't trust me, then we don't need to be together. But that trust, that trust, that's all that I got to be established, obviously, before you get married and whatnot. Uh, 
But one thing about trust, man, is if you don't trust me, there's no need in being married if you can't trust nobody. And I know we can have some past experiences where our heart may have been broken and, and this and that, but all of that stuff should be discussed during your courtship and all of that type of stuff and whatnot. Uh, she had a tumultuous marriage the first time before she met me. But I'm glad that she, I don't go through all of that type of mess. You know, I don't, I'm checking up on me all the time, but that trust, man, it's something that you got to earn and you got to trust God as we as men of God. You just got to trust and believe in your heart that your wife is being faithful. Like you said, men is go holler. That's what men do. They go holler at her because she be pumping gas or anything. Guys will come and holler at her. She has to put that man in check and so forth. And you have to do the same if somebody's flirting with you or whatever the case may be. But that trust, man, God bless you. Uh, but that's a heck of a story there, <laughs> smelling a scent and getting mad and whatnot. I've never quite heard something like that, but that's that's something else. God bless you, brothers, and I love you, man. Amen. Amen. Anybody got, got, anything, got anything else? I'm going to end with this right here, man. This is something um, I read today. It says, love from a man's point of view. Take all, every moment you care to show a person you care about what they mean to you. If you meant what you said, it won't be hard. In relationship must be one, one must commit themselves fully or it will not work. If you say you care but hide your feelings in the process, then you are sabotaging what you desire. Be open to love and it will come in. Once it does, mature, once it does, mature it and allow it to grow up. With the two of you, express what you need and seek the balance that is in you. Relationships are not 50-50. They are give and take. They are 100% commitment from the both of you to each other. Love, love hard, love often, and love for real. Amen. 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 That's funny. I wrote that in October 16, 2016. Just went through a breakup. Mm. I remember that. Just went through a breakup. And I was in love. And... What can you do? All you can do is let God have his way. And we're gonna, go through these we're gonna go through these things as men of God. We're gonna go through these things with our families. We're gonna go through things with our spouses, our co-workers, we're gonna go through. But we gotta trust in God and we gotta trust in ourselves what God says about us. And that trust in him is gonna overshadow everything that we go through. And then when we give it to him, we gotta trust him enough to be able to carry. And if we trust him enough to be able to carry, it's gonna work out for our good. Remember what um, Romans 8 says, all things work together for the good of them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So Amen. with that being said, Todd, I'm done. I love you, brothers, and thank y'all for the opportunity. Amen. 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 Man, thank, thank Brother Glenn, man. What, man, it's such a powerful lesson tonight, man. You, you, you reached on so many different angles on trust, man. And I know for me personally, man, <laughs> This is right on time, man. This last two or three days, that would be the subtitle for my my last three <laughs> days for our trust. And so I thank you. I think I want to thank Jerome for letting God allow him for the vision for tonight's lesson because he wanted to hear it. It was something that he'd been thinking about in, in his spirit. So I'm glad the two, it worked out and, it, and God gets the glory for it. It was such a powerful lesson tonight, man. Let's get these thoughts and takeaways out of the way. Brother Jonathan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How y'all brothers doing? Good, man. Um, good. Um, thank you, Brother Glenn. I needed that because I'm going through something right now. But as we all know, 
when I first started, I didn't 100% trust in God. But as long as I was trying, he still showed his hand to me. Every day he showed his hand to me that he's there. I had my doubts, I had days asking where he's at. But like I told y'all before, who was I running to? Who was I questioning? As long as you going to him and talking to him and putting your faith in him, it would all work. It will always work out. It's not your plan. It's his plan. It's not your story. It's his story. Amen. So like I tell y'all every week, thank y'all. God bless you and your family. Amen. Good Amen. job, brother. Man, have a strong one. That's a strong takeaway right there, brother. For real. Thank you. Love you. Brother Rick, you got something? Uh, brother Glenn, awesome job tonight. The lesson was 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 really good and really on time and on point. Um, it's just when you when you really see and, and grow in that relationship, the trust that you have and just the comfort blanket that you have from God is just it's extraordinary. And I think that goes for all the other relationships that you cultivate and you build that trust up in as well. Um, like Brother Dakota was saying, I, I have that same mind frame. My wife worked from home. She could do whatever she wanted, but I, I know she's not. I don't have those those thoughts at all. And I know this vice versa that she don't have those thoughts. When you really cultivate and grow those relationships and you get that trust, it's just it's a beautiful thing. Mm. And that's all I got. And I will see you guys next week. Amen. Amen. Good yeah. job, Brother Josh. That's strong, man. That's strong. Love you. Oh, Brother Glenn, I I, I ain't forgot about you. I'm, I'm going to get with you sometime this week. <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> hey, Brother Dakota. Hey man, God bless you, brother. Tonight, like I said, I got in on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when I came in. But hey man, but, awesome, awesome lesson on tonight. Hey man, um, had a, a interesting conversation. I got a phone call today from a sister in my camp, and uh, she was with two Israelites, I guess if you want to call it that. And what well, these brothers, I knew then when she said she had them on the phone, it was about to be some stuff. These cats trying to justify polygamy. Now I'm sitting here trying to get me some cheese, eggs, and grits, and, and some bacon, and I got to deal with this uh, foolishness. But uh, you know, uh, and got the nerve to try to use scripture, mind you, coming out of Matthew five and nineteen about when uh, when Jesus said, "You think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets? I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill." And they're trying to say, if you wasn't going to destroy the law, is it all right to be married to more than one wife? Brother, I didn't mean that and all of that type of stuff. So, as you know, First Corinthians in the seventh chapter, in the second verse, says to avoid fornication, let every man have a wife and every woman have a husband. I said that's not plural, man. That's one. They want to physically see where it says where a man can't have two wives and all this type of garbage. But I knew what they was getting at and whatnot. I mean, but I told them that, as among other things, and I said, in order to have the office of a deacon or a bishop, it says to be the husband of one wife. Now, do you know what one fool had the nerve to say? If I don't have a desire to be a bishop or a deacon, can I marry two wives? And you, you know what, man, but... uh. Anyway, and whatnot, you, we always got to be ready because you never know when you got to deal with people like that. Amen. So that's why we got to stay in our word and stay sharp and give people the word. You ain't got to argue. You get it, give them the word that they don't want to hear. They don't want to receive it. But I said that's a bunch of foolishness. But I don't know. For what I started to call Brother Glenn and tell him about that today and whatnot without going through. But, uh, man, but never mind. It was, it was good. It was all good. And I said what I needed to say. God bless you, brothers, man, uh, and whatnot, and love you, and look forward to next week. Amen. Hey, man, hey, that was good. That's a good, 
that stuff happens a lot, man. Thank you for sharing, man. Just when when yeah, you talk, when we on this journey, man, we get approached with all kind of foolishness, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like so, thank you for sharing that, brother Charles. Hey, Glenn, that was awesome word, man. God thank bless you, brother. Uh, for him using you and bring forth that truth, and I reckon for me, man, it's just like uh, bless with a, uh, I still don't treasure the gift the way God me to treasure this, this gift that he's given because she is a of who of God and with Charles, Charles probably, uh, if I'm not careful, I get in my feelings and my feelings will take me to a place I don't need to be. But yet at and he has blessed me with the woman and trust in that relationship. And I really have to go to him, help me, and ask the Holy Ghost to teach me how I'm supposed to love the treasure he gives me and trust in him show me how to do it. Uh, but, the, but the good part is uh, he knows what, exactly where I'm at and uh, he has blessed me with this wonderful woman to bring out the things he placed within me. That's called the two are one. So when I'm with her, she can bring things to me that I really know that was there. Come on. Of, of the woman and I trust her, trust God who will enable her to trust me also. And, and and this a problem. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. And I thank Amen. you. I mean, that was, this really is. And, and the good part about it, man, for the people who are, are thinking about getting married or listening, develop <laughs> a relationship. Out. Jesus. 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 Amen. 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 Good job, Brother Charles. Love you, man. Love you. Brother Robert. Love you, man. Trust God and lean not into thy own understanding. In all you, his ways and your ways, acknowledge him. Amen. Be trustworthy. Thank you, Brother Glenn. That's, that's powerful. And uh, Jerome, I don't know where you was with that when you thought about it, when the Lord brought it to your mind. But that should be a part of our everyday walk. Trust, trust him. and trust those that he put in your life, in your path to do what they need to need to do. I mean, that's awesome, dog. I appreciate it. Love you, brother. God bless you. Good job, brother Ron. Love you too. Brother Jerome. Hey, man, I just want to thank Glenn for bringing it. I learned a lot tonight. My takeaway is I messed up a lot of relationships, man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't told them, boy. I know that's right. I just thank Glenn, man, for, for educating me, man. Very educational. And uh, thank you, man. That's all I can say is just thank you, man. Good job, Mr. Jerome, man. Love you, man. I'm so sad. You have the vision for tonight, man. I don't take that for granted. I know God is using you. And like I said last week, that that's why he can't allow you to sit up in that corner. Set up in the house, you have you have too much to offer to the world. I mean, for real, like he, he's not gonna let all of that set set shut in. So thank you again for your vision. 
Amen. Brother, brother Joy, you got something, bro? Good to see you, man. How you doing? <laughs> hey, man. It's good to see you, brothers. I, I just, uh, I was listening to a Glenn uh, uh, a little bit there, and uh, I just, uh, one thing I know y'all been praying for me because I've been dealing with a lot with my parents. Mm hmm. And I had to be really sold out on God and trust him and trust him alone and to see the hand of God, the move of God. And uh, and when I was up there, I was talking to Jerome. But I have, I mean, it's one thing when you pray for something and you see God move so swiftly and so powerful, you know there's got to be him. Amen. Come on, man. <laughs> man, it was so many, it was so many obstacles to deal with. But I tr I trust, I'm gonna be honest, I trust him alone. I said, God, it's in your hands. My dad went into the nursing home. My dad went in the nursing home on Wednesday, right from the hospital, and it, it was up in the air for my mom. But God moved that and moved that where she was in there on Friday at 3.05 to be with her husband. Mm, come on now. And, God, and God's heart rate, my dad's heart rate before I got up there was 20. Mm, my God. Mm. And, and, mm. and, to, and to anybody looking at that, and the doctor was saying, we got to put him on hospital. Well, I began to pray. Come on. They moved my dad over there to that nursing home. My dad, when, my wife, when his wife got over there, God, God was already touching him. His heart rate went from 62 up to 80. Amen. And Look so they are together. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying this, y'all, when there's people that are close to you, your spirit, your spirit gonna get tested, your flesh gonna get tested. Because when it's your parents, and even on Sunday when I saw him, I began to cry and weep. But I can remember what he, you know, it, it said, weeping you may endure for a night, but what? Joy, Joy come in the morning. morning. And morning. so when I put it, when I surrendered all to God, I was with my dad the whole time, kissing and loving on him. And God moved and got them together, and they are together now. And my dad, my dad started talking. He told my sister, he said, where's my son at? Yes, where's sir. my son at? Has, is he gone home yet? Mm, look at I, God. Man, that's all. I mean, I'm almost in tears, but I know I got on late, but brothers, I love y'all. Glenn, I know you did an awesome God, but guys, get, begin to pray. I think God is moving, uh, uh, you know, on me. I just had to be patient for a wife. And I gotta be patient. I gotta be sold out. Come on, love y'all. Hey, man! Wow, bro! Man, man, man! What an update, man! What an update, man! Look at God, man! Just we just gotta we just gotta keep our just stay in His presence. Praise It's nothing we it's nothing we can do in it in itself. We just gotta trust and believe, man. And that's why I think tonight was so powerful, man. For me. <laughs> like I told you guys when we first got on, man, he's been speaking to me, man. I, I've dropped the ball in the trustworthy. It's it's so many levels to this walk. And, and if I'll be honest, on the trustworthy scale, I've dropped the ball. I, mean, I just have to be honest. Like, being, I could do a lot better in, in being trustworthy in a totality and what trustworthy means. I think I've been selfish when it comes to trustworthy. I can yeah. be very trustworthy if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> if I choose to be, I can be the best. But but in God's eyes, it's it's not an either or. It's not it's not right. a lukewarm right. situation. 
you either trustworthy right. or you not. And so no, don't. T- tonight, lesson for me, I got to be better in the trustworthy category. And for me, that's that's something that I'm going to be intentional about moving forward. So great job tonight, Brother Glenn. Love you, man. Thank yeah, you for the word. Anybody got any prayers that need before Glenn take us out? Take us home, gang. Amen. Yeah, yeah pray for me. It says, when you can trust God that the sun will shine and that you will take another breath, how can you not trust God with any of your relationships? And that includes the relationship with him. Jesus. That's Jesus. right there. Yeah, that is. I, I, it sounds like a sermon brewing right there, man. Yeah, yeah it do. do. <laughs> man, I mean, final thought, man. I mean, just put it aside. It, it makes you, when you talk about trust, it makes you examine yourself. The Bible said that the word Do comes that. to the man of God first. And so mm-hmm. when Jerome got that vision and then it failed to me to teach, bless God, I thank him for it. It allowed me to, to, to uh, introspect, to look at myself. And when I, like I told y'all about that experience of getting angry at somebody because of the smell of a perfume, you know, that, that, that's something that I, I realized at that moment that I have to deal with. And that ain't been that long ago. And so, you right. know, so there's some hurt and some things that I have to deal with in me so that when God does place me with that wife, I can be everything she needs me to be because I'm not holding anything from somebody else against her. And I don't want to hold anything from somebody else against her. You know, so I, I bless God for that. All hearts and minds are clear. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, Father God, is in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you once again for allowing us to break the bread of life. Father, we ask right now, Father, that every man that is covered on this call and anyone that will come in contact with this God, any person that come in contact with them, God, that they get a better understanding of trusting you, trusting themselves, trusting others, and God definitely trusting the ones that you have put in our lives to be closest to us. Father, we thank you for everything you're doing in each and every one of us, Father. How, Father... You are rooting out that which needs to be taken out, God, and replacing it with what we need, and we're able to be able to stand the wiles of the wicked one. Father, yes, we Lord. thank you, God, that you've healed bodies, that you delivered minds, that you set hearts free, that you opened doors, and God, that you shut some, Father, that we didn't have the strength or the ability to shut on our own. Father, we thank you for the upbuilding of your kingdom, God, that you're doing something in this season, God, that men are going to be able to just shout and give you glory about that you're making us even closer to you, that you're bringing us close in our relationship and our walk with you, God, that our steps are being ordered so clearly, God, that we won't be able to stumble, but we'll walk upright before you, God, and others will ask, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you for trusting us with your word. And as we go forth, we go forth in the truth, not trying to bear up any of our own, God, but giving all glory, honor, and praise unto you, Father, that when it reaches someone else, God, they will glorify the Father within heaven. Father, we thank you for it right now. We thank you for the praise report of Brother George coming about his parents, God, how yes, Lord, God, you yes. took a heart and you regulated to God to beat in unison with that one that you placed beside him, that he Jesus. began to even speak even to more, Father, and showing each and every one of us, no matter what it looks like in the beginning, but the outcome is greater than where it began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We thank you for marriage right now, Father, those that are married. Jesus. Father, we ask right now that you begin to touch them, God, that you make that marriage come closer together, that that experience that they have have gained with each other, God, begin to overshadow anything that the enemy throws in it. And Father, you fix what has been broken, build up what has been torn down, and God bring together what has been set apart. Father, Mm -hmm. we thank you for it right now, God, and those that are desiring a wife, Father, you said man that desires a wife 
Because I was a good thing. Father, we thank you for the favor that's coming in our future, God. We're going to walk up right before you, hand in hand with the one that you chose for us from the beginning of time. Father, we thank you for everything you're doing. Father, how you're still building, uplifting, bringing together. We thank you for it. It's in the master's name of Jesus Christ we do pray. All in agreement, say amen and amen. 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 Hey, y'all. Real quick, Brother George. Next Tuesday is on you mm-hmm. if if you want it and if you're gonna be if you're available. I know I know it's some stirring in your spirit, man. I know it'll be fire if you're oh, ready. Okay, okay, I'm re- I'll be ready. I'll be just, ready. Just, just let me know where you at. I know you got stuff going on. So good night, everybody. Have a great week. Be safe okay. this weekend. See you guys too. So okay. love y'all. I mean, I love, love y'all. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. I got it. <laughs>